0: It's time for the beer phase. With your hosts, Mark Cox,
1: the only Cox in podcasting,
0: Jeffrey Swan, softest
2: hands in the South, baby,
0: and Ryan Smith. Doesn't matter as long as we're all having fun.
2: another beer phase how's it going guys doing good good so we're all uh, we're all uh, doing the painting challenge right now for army in a weekend from uh, counter charge and coming at you with our episode for our coverage for the ratkin army so we're just going to kind of break it on down but before we do Start out with the most important phase. Ryan, what you drinking? What you drinking out of?
3: I'm drinking a Hard Day's Night Double IPA from Ranger Creek Brewing, and I am drinking it out of Ranger Creek Tulip Glass. Ooh, I, almost,
2: I think they had that on tap today at Dagwood's. I almost got that.
3: It's really smooth. Mark?
1: I have got a uh, bomber of the Clown Shoes Barista, which is a breakfast brown ale. They've got uh, like coffee, oatmeal, and milk sugar in it, and I'm drinking it out of my clown shoes pint glass. The uh, it's it's a really solid brown, man. Um, it, it's definitely got the coffee flavor in there, which I'm not a huge coffee guy, so you know that flavor I can take or leave. But there's just a real slight hint of that sugar at the end and i got to tell you like i'm a big clown shoes fan so i i think they did right with this one Good beer. nice
2: yeah man uh i am finishing off my bomber of mole temptress since that's what i still had open from drinking all day long so that's what i am finishing up and i am having that guy out of my uh reaper madness uh glass that i got here and uh Plan on at least having two more before we're done tonight, so see how we work out here. So, before we get all started, what has everybody been working on for the Army in a Weekend challenge?
3: Ryan? Uh, I'm doing a really small Forces of Nature army, because I've got some Mercia tree men that I wanted to paint up. Um, I also bought a new airbrush, so I've been playing with that with the theory that maybe it'll make me faster at Army in a Weekend challenges. But so far, I am further behind than I've ever been at this point in an Army in a Weekend challenge. So, it's not well, quite working the way it's supposed to. Is you're
1: that
0: to because know, of the
1: airbrush? Or is that, What's that? Because the, is that because of the airbrush, or is that because you ran a tournament today?
0: Uh,
3: it's because I ran a tournament today. Yeah, yeah that's,
1: um, that's what I was thinking.
3: I cranked out a unit in about three hours last night.
2: Oh really? Wow. wow.
3: Yeah, it went pretty quick. It's not tournament quality, but it's about 3 or 4 layers of highlights in. It would have taken me about 6 hours to get this far with a brush.
2: Yeah, what do you think so far? I mean,
3: it's a pain the, in the worth butt. Worth the
2: investment?
3: Um, it depends what you're going to do with it. If you're going to do a lot of bigger stuff, like terrain or big giant models, ogre equivalent models, it's probably worth it. If you're mostly doing infantry, I've been trying really hard. I've got a one of the airbrushes I got to Badger Sotar, which is like one of the finest detail airbrushes you can get, and I mm-hmm. still am having trouble with getting little details on it. So um, mm. I don't think it would work for infantry.
2: Yeah, because you're still coming back and hitting it with brush. You're just doing like the first two three layers, right?
3: I'm gonna go right up to my probably penultimate highlights. So we'll do two with the brush. Gotcha. Mark, what have you been up
1: to? I am, uh, I am working on the same shock troops that I've been working on, I think, for the last three or four days. Uh, I have, God, I had somewhere in the neighborhood of like twenty-two or twenty-four different paint pots that I was having to cycle through, Mm. and I am down to let's see, this is one. Uh, that's optional, so one and a half, two and a half, three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, six,
0: seven, eight,
1: and half. six,
0: seven,
1: eight, maybe nine, and then another wash. So I've got nine and a half paint pots to go through still, and um, and one wash still. so, that's that's kind of some of those are my highlights so some of them will be very really quick. Uh, the one that I'm stuck on right now is the highlighting on the tunics, which that's gonna take me a while because I gotta do a light gray and then potentially um, a little bit of like bleach bone and then I go into a white to really make the tunics kind of stand out and have a cloth texture on them. Mm-hmm. And doing that by like 24 different models kind of takes it kind of takes a little bit of time. Yeah, so I'm working amazing. on that right now. Yep. And I'm I'm going to try and do non-metallics on the halberd blades too. So that's basically going to be the exact same process just dragged over halberds instead. So we'll see we'll, we'll see if we can get to that. I I may not really get to it, but mm-hmm. got to have them ready by Friday. Jeff, what yeah. are you working on?
2: I have finished all of my abyssal stuff before this weekend. So I really don't have any more abyssals that I have to get painted. Uh, So I have started on my forces and nature stuff, which is my next army I am working on getting ready for next year. Uh, I am working on 22 of the old GW centaigars, which are going to be my centaurs. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh doing a paint scheme that's pretty close to my shagoths that I have, my GW shagoths with like the blue toned flesh with like the grayish horse bodies. Um, we'll be going out to that, doing like some orange on the cloth and mm-hmm. so getting these guys done is my goal for this army in a weekend thing since I know I'm not going to paint a whole army in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. So if I can just get these uh, these guys done, they'll actually make up to you know a little over two units and I have some more of these models coming from Jeff Daniels, so I'll be able to make three or four units. I'd actually like to fill an entire army of uh, centaurs next year just for fun. So,
3: Oh really? That sounds interesting.
2: Yeah, it won't be good, but... <laughs> I said Is,
3: interesting, not competitive.
1: Yeah. Is he bringing those to you this week when he when he drives up to road uh, trip with me to Oklahoma?
2: I think he's just gonna give them to me at Bayou. I'm not in a rush, well, but you I might mean, as well he,
1: send him a reminder. He's bringing my stuff up for me, so yeah, maybe I mean,
2: if he can, I probably I'll hit him up. But that's what I'm getting done. I got those these guys, and I was trying to be like if i would have actually been really at this and just staying up at all hours of the night to get this shit done i would be doing my uh my cool mini or not uh owl as well. Mm. Uh, i'd be doing that up as well for this weekend, but that's going to be high hopes to even get started on that really. So
1: were you were you going to paint up a model for the uh the individual model painting contest that Chris is putting on at Lady of the Lake, or are you just yeah. going to bring something like your Shageth?
2: I haven't decided because um, okay. I'll be using the um, I'll be using the Archfiend, so I you know I I need that on the table.
1: Yeah, um, I mean I been, I'm in I'm the same
3: boat. So
2: Ryan, you know most of my models. What what would you enter of what I have in a single
3: single oh, model? God. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I can't yeah. think clearly enough for a decision of that magnitude. Yeah. It's not anything important,
2: it's just for fun.
1: So yeah, I gotta I, mean, I gotta figure it out. You probably do that keeper, but she's, no, busted she's up, so hasn't fucking she? busted up. Yeah, I was that's what yeah, I thought.
2: fucking American or not American but Southwest man.
4: <laughs> At least yeah. she flew
2: free. All right, seriously. Gully. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna take. I might even just take one of these centaurs just to be like, here you go, judge this.
3: Paint something on the plane. So yeah, you're driving up. Driving. <laughs>
1: you mean in the car? Paint yeah, something you can, in
2: the car. You I've do got that eighteen hours hour to get a paint model painted.
1: Yeah,
3: if I can do it on the way to San Francisco.
1: Right. That would actually be a fun little uh fun little thing for us to try, Jeff. That
2: would be a paint challenge. Yeah, that'd be sweet.
1: Right. I did you, it the uh, First year we went to up.
3: First year we went up to Quake City. I painted a model on the plane and entered it in the paint contest, and actually yeah. won the category I was in. I know us. Oh, dude! Crazy.
1: Dude, even better. We we all just enter one model. So like, we take one model, and then whoever's not driving is like in charge of painting on it. Like <laughs> a that team special. paint challenge. Right. Oh, so three guys hilarious. enter one model. Hilarious.
4: That would know. be pretty funny. <laughs> that would be silly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm sure huh. Chris
2: would let us enter a team model just like that. For yeah, I
1: mean, you just say, okay, well, if you won't let all three of us enter it, fine, it's Jeff's model. Yeah. And then Todd and I don't have one. No big deal. That would be
0: funny. And now for a special message for Bill Harvat
5: Motherfucker fucked up because he got in the way. Not a lot of things to say. Motherfucker got in the way. Motherfucker got fucked up cause he got in the way. Motherfucker got fucked up cause he got in the way. Not a lot of things to say. Motherfucker got got in the way. Motherfucker got fucked up cause he got in the way. Not a lot of things to say still. Motherfucker
2: that's what we've all been working on. Um I think we can go ahead and uh hop on into our subject for the night. Everybody, I put yeah, up a put it. up a poll on uh Twitter, so if you didn't see it, just you should be following us on Twitter. The infos at the end of the episode. Um but uh I'll be putting up another one in the nearby future. Uh but I just put up a poll to see what people wanted to Wanted to hear about for armies-wise, and uh, I chose three three or four armies, and Ratkin got the most votes, so we are going to cover some Ratkin. So, Damn, Skippy it did. Ryan, do you want to read the fluff for us, since you've got the epic announcer voice?
0: Sure, do we want
3: it in announcer voice, or do we want to go British with this one? No, you do whatever you
0: want, man. The fires of the abyss burn fierce and strong their baleful light casting malevolent shadows that flicker and chase across the sheer rock sides. Between the walls and within the warren of chasms, mines, tunnels, and caverns they imprison, the screams of the slaves echo through the endless night, as the rest of their fleeting lives are played out in a never-ending nightmare of misery, brutality, and pain. Many of these wretches are from far-off lands, seized by roaming slave gangs and raiders, or are unlucky prisoners from battlefields far from the abyss. Unlucky that they survived the fighting only to find a face worse than death. Many more are born into slavery. Some are bred for it. Barzak the Grim, overmaster of the gift peers of Zarak, wanted more. More work, more blood, more pain, more productivity, more sacrifice. More slaves. A seemingly endless supply simply wasn't enough. Issuing a decree to double the number of pitiless creatures hurled into the pits to appease the wicked ones and working the slaves to death with no rest, mercilessly flaying them to the bone with cruel barbed horsewhips, still didn't satisfy his insatiable insanity. Taking out his frustrations in an orgy of torture and hideous experimentation, he butchered over a hundred dwarfen slaves until there was nothing recognizable left. In a rage, he threw the last of the body parts before him into the darkest corner, good for nothing but food for the rats. Rats. Rats are everywhere. Rats are vicious, hard creatures that can survive in the harshest of conditions— living in filth, and eating worse. They thrive in adversity. The darkest, most miserable places in the world are the domain of rats. If ever a race was destined for slavery, ideally suited for the despair and brutal life it offered, it was the vermin. Barzac began to experiment. Consumed by his madness, he locked himself away while he worked on his project, rarely seen. Strange, chittering screeches and agonized wails came from behind the locked doors of Barzak's laboratory. After a while, Barzak was forgotten, and a new overmaster took his place. Then one day, almost thirteen years since Barzak had sealed himself away, the doors opened and Barzak emerged triumphant. As he emerged from his self-imposed exile, behind him streamed a vast pack of rats. But not rats as they had been. These were something new. Something terrible. A horrifying hybrid of rats and other races. Dwarf, human, elf, and goblin. In their eyes there was a smoldering malignancy, and their rapid jerky movements were spine-chilling and beyond natural. Barzak had bred a new race of slaves, a race he called the Knorr. Ones that could do more, work harder, work longer, and with the trait of the race he most desired, breed more slaves in vast quantities. With the biggest brutes he had created, Barzak reasserted his authority and quickly rose back to a position of power even greater than before. Over the years that followed, the Ratkin became a commonplace sight in the slave dens, and their endless supply saw them sacrificed, tortured, maimed, worked, and discarded in inconceivable numbers. The Ratkin were bred for oppression, and were thus cruelly exploited. But they thrive in adversity. The darkest, most miserable places in the world are the Domain of Rats the revolt and the breakout was a maelstrom of blood fur teeth and gore when they turned on their masters and creator they showed no mercy thousands of abyssal dwarves died as the vast pack boiled through the halls on its way deeper into the earth unknown to their overlords the ratkin had been preparing for this moment for years Miles and miles of new tunnels had been burrowed away from the abyss, far away in an escape route that could expedite the flight of a new race. Somewhere they could form their own destiny and plot revenge on the wickedness that spawned them. A century after the exodus, and reports of a new menace in the east are reaching the ears of the civilized lands. The rumors tell of an army of rat-like beasts, of arcane magics and bizarre contraptions all marching to war. Names have attached themselves to the rumors like moths to a flame. The Scourge, Underkin, The Swarm, Skitterfangs. The Ratkin have learned from their masters. They have learnt about cruelty and suffering first-hand, as they watched from the shadows as slaves. They saw the iron casters in their forges, blending metal and flesh and machine and magic to construct lethal artifacts of war. Now, they want to show the world what they have learnt.
2: Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) That was pretty epic, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice i i can I can feel marks Boner through through the headset. It's pretty crazy.
1: that's like the second time you said that tonight.
2: I
3: know right It's crazy. well stop sticking your dick in your microphone well right.
1: I, it's just starting to turn into a habit at this point. Right <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: that's not how microphones work
1: yeah i I liked uh you know just to give a little critique on the mm-hmm the the fluff I, I liked how they they did throw the homage into you know what is Almost obviously days, yeah. Thir- the yeah the thirteen skitter fan. showed up uh, skitters were in there yeah, yeah. Um, um
3: I felt it was lacking musk of fear
1: well, I could have done musk. with some of that well they, they didn't really have a chance to run away from anything you know and you don't run away in this game you just die so I guess that's true yeah I'm I'm sure they've got it but didn't really need to come up. Uh, yeah, no, I, I liked it. I, I like how the uh, the story is slightly different where they are mm-hmm. generated as opposed to kind of making themselves out of chaos like they did in, in the other yeah. storyline. Um, does make them see, seem kind of like subservient in that point, but, you know, I can get past that since they, they broke free pretty much instantly and, and took over and uh, ran off, so... I, I I like
3: it. It's a good start.
2: Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a good storyline.
3: Mm-hmm. Actually it reminds me of uh what the orc background originally was.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah. I was gonna say really reminiscent.
3: And not what? just, you know, the previous games, but even the Tolkien orcs were were sort yeah. of the same way. Let's twist things into something else. Yeah. I mean that's
2: even kinda how the uh first edition Mantic. Works were kind of storyline.
1: Were they really? I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Cool, well. Cool. We're
1: getting the meat and potatoes of it.
2: Yeah. So we're gonna break it down, uh, unit by unit. We won't like go super crazy into detail about every single thing you could possibly do with it, but we're gonna give you some breakdown on the units and uh, ways that you. We'll use them most likely, but then also maybe offer up a little bit of a uh, little bit of thought process for people to use stuff a little bit different than uh, they're currently using them, since everybody seems to be playing them one way. So, um, all right, uh, we'll get started with uh, the first entry here, which is the warriors, your backbone of the army, right? Your basic infantry warriors. Uh, the regular warriors are only available in a regiment and a horde. Um, if you do a regiment, um, they have a nerve of uh, twelve fourteen and a horde is nineteen twenty one. The regiment has twelve attacks and the horde has twenty five. So one hundred and fifty five points for a horde, ninety points for a regiment. They're both they hit on fives and defense for speed six. The whole army speed six, so it should go without saying. Uh, and yep. unless you're talking about one of the two units that is not speed six so we'll, we'll just go ahead and just think in your head whole army speed six got it um so
3: it's probably also worth at this point giving a, a mention to the ratkin special rule which is yeah, uh, pack yeah. mentality we'll probably um, cover
2: that first go ahead go ahead and cover um
3: that. any non-irregular hordes or legions in the list give rallying one so that can effectively bump the nerve of all units around them if there are two units by up to two
1: yep
2: So um, basically that that mechanic, what it does is you'll notice in your army that your nerve is one point lower than the most average thing across the board. But what you get for that one point lower is you get um, a, a cheaper unit. So you're able to field more guys and pay a little bit less for them. Um, and, and then as long as you're playing within the bounds of, you know, being close to some of your other hordes or your leadership bubble, that's how you play the army and keep its nerve actually higher, because you'll notice it's actually one pip higher if you get both of your rally points, um, than most of the other armies with equivalent, uh, nerve points, so... Mm
1: -hmm. And that is one of the handcuffs of the Army is that in order to use the Army special rule, you basically have to clump up. And so strategically, when you're laying out what do I want to do with my ratkin? You have to think about it in combined forces where with other armies, you can have units run off by themselves and do whatever they want, especially if those units have you know inspiring or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. you can't you can't run off and scatter, as much with a Ratkin army uh, as as you could with other armies. So when you're building lists, keep in mind, you know, when you're going to exploit that rallying rule, make sure that you're going to surround and, and keep things close proximity so that you're getting the most bang for your buck.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: All right, so anyway, back to warriors um mm-hmm. they're just your basic infantry dudes they hit on 5's defense for twelve attacks or twenty five attacks and ninety points or one fifty five um feel like this is pretty straightforward so they're really super cheap guys with a twenty one break point for a horde or fourteen breakpoint for for a regiment yep. um you know fourteen's gonna go up to sixteen uh pretty easily most of the time there and they're also gonna generate mm-hmm. Um, if you take them as a horde, they're going to generate um, uh, rallying. rallying as yep. well. So it's a pretty straightforward unit. Um, anything uh, that we really need to cover on that? I don't really think so. I mean, I,
1: I think when we get into the other comparisons, you're going to realize yeah, how exactly generally the warriors are going to be left behind most of the time, unless yeah. you're just trying to use them as an anchor, which. Th- for their point cost, they're great anchors, but yeah. their damage output is just not there. So generally, mm-hmm. you're going to wind up with probably some of the other stuff we're going to cover here soon.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Um the warriors are the warriors are good if you're just looking for a cheap fill spot or like if you want to put in a regiment of them mm-hmm. in order to unlock something because you want another unlock. Um you know, that could be worth it. Also at ninety points for the regiment of them. Yeah, you, that's that's still chaffy. You know, yeah, I, mean, you can I was still about to say you're, you're borderline
1: chaff there, and you could actually use them because they're they're way more survivable than yes. the other chaff units we will bring up later.
2: Yeah, so you can still use them for flanking units, or you know, to, to flank something, or you can use them as chaff. So, um, Mark, you want to take the next one? Next one's tunnel slaves.
4: Yeah,
1: uh, tunnel slaves. We've got. Three different options for them, Uh, Regiment, Horde, and Legion. They're the only unit entry in this army list that allows you to take a Legion. Uh, So we've got Speed 6 like everybody else, Melee 5, Defense 2, and that's a a big kicker there, Defense 2. Attacks for a Regiment is 12, Attacks for a Horde is 25, Attacks for a Legion is 30. The Nerve is 12-14, 19-21. 25 27 and the regiments cost 60 points the hordes cost 100 and the legions cost 145 and they have the yellow belly special rule um personally i I don't know that you said it right yeah they they are also irregular thank you for throwing that in i did forget it did forget to say that um for for my points i do like to have generally a, a unit or two of slaves they're just great chaff um but they do not survive anything somebody who can throw out you know a a 20 fireball uh is probably going to wipe out a unit in in maybe a turn depending on how big your unit is um but i love them i I love the footprint they put out and at a certain point your opponents if you force it right your opponents are going to have to kill them And so they're wasting their time, especially if they've got a lot of crushing or a lot of thunderous. They're wasting all of that bonus to be wounding on twos anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And like you said, I mean, they're only defense too, but the points you're paying for them, the reason you're paying so cheap of points is because they're defense too on top of that, you know, that kind of a thing. Yep. So, like, they can still output some okay damage as as we've seen in the past, but they they struggle. Just... They tend to struggle without. Yeah, effort. I mean, but their sure volume of attacks can help them get through something at least. But I mean, they're slaves. They're not supposed to be trained in fighters and stuff like that. They're they're there to die. You know.
1: Yeah. And and because they're irregular, they don't have the rallying rule. In case That's anybody correct. misinterpreted yeah. that,
2: they're not going to generate rally. Correct. Mm-hmm.
1: They're going to just be wound
2: buckets, tar pits, whatever you want to call it. So, um, Not really a lot of strategy involved with them. Use them just like most of your chaff units. Um, you can use them to um, put in front of brutes or something like that that are height too, like we'll get into. And they'll, they'll generate a little shooting screen for them and people can't charge the brutes behind them because... They'll be just chilling in front of them, and they'll have to charge the slays, which no one wants to do. So, pretty um, much, yeah, you know, per- pretty pretty straightforward unit there. Um, Ryan, you want to take the next one, which should be uh,
3: spear, spear warriors. warriors? Sure. Uh, next up is spear warriors. Uh, they come in a regiment and a horde. Uh, they've got a, like the warriors. They've got a melee of five and a defense of four. Uh, The Regiment has 15 attacks versus 12 for the Warriors. The Horde has 30 attacks versus 25 for the Warriors. Uh, The same Nerve, 12-14 for the Regiment, 19-21 for the Horde. And for the Regiment, you're paying 110 points, and for the Horde, you're paying 185, and they come with Phalanx. So you're paying 20 points for 3 attacks and Phalanx, and for the Horde, you're paying uh, 30 points to get an extra 5 attacks and Phalanx. Mm-hmm. Um, you were mentioning earlier maybe using warriors to hold your core. Um, looks to me like spear warriors are a good place to fill that role too, because phalanx is a great thing to have in the thing you're having in the center.
2: Yeah, totally. My thoughts. Like, I mean, spear warriors is for my for my dollar for this. You know, army is is the way to go. Um, they're they're hands down the way that everybody's been going with them. But you know, phalanx is. Everybody's saying that phalanx isn't that great, but you know. Say, say that when you run into a herd list that's got tons of thunderous charge that becomes a major issue. You know, you saying defense 4 on those Spear Warriors is actually a pretty big deal. Um, defense 4 that's not modified is still, you're only gonna, you're still only putting through 50% of what you hit with. So, defense 4 is a lot different than Phalanx with defense 3. You know? mm-hmm. So.
1: This, this is where I diverge. I, I, I appreciate that they've got that rule but the points that you're paying for them you are getting more attacks too than than you get with Uh the warriors but the points you're paying for them you know if it's me i I look at those points and you only bump them up a little bit more and you can go into some of the more elite combat units for regiments and and uh and the like uh or if you drop the points just slightly you drop back down into the the straight warriors i they're kind of in that middle zone for me to where I feel like I can control Thunderous for most situations well enough that I don't really feel like I need the spears, but I do. I do understand why people would think that they are a good anchor. Both both spear warriors and normal warriors are are good anchor units.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, for the points, right? Like they yeah. can lose them, they can lose them and they're still they're still not out a lot of points, and they they hold up pretty good versus a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. 30 attacks back when you're hitting on those... Um, when you're hitting on fives and then... Yeah, it's
1: the fives, though. That's what kills me with them.
2: Yeah. It's not that bad. But, I, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people do them. And, and for the shooting armies and stuff like that, I think they're a no-brainer because you don't care to come back in and re-attack with them. You're just looking to sit there and keep on being defensive, so... Uh, next up, we've got the Blight. Actually, I'm going to let Mark do this one because he cool. loves the Blight. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> pretty
1: it. much an auto-include for me. I always have <laughs> one, of, one or more of them. Um, so Blights come in Regiments and Hordes. Uh, speed 6, melee 4, defense 3, attacks 15 for the Regiment, 30 for the Horde. Uh, their Nerve is dash 14, dash 21 for the Horde. 120 points for a regiment, 205 points for a horde, and they both they have both ensnare and stealthy, so they're minus one to hit at all times uh, for shooting and, and combat minus you know spells and breath weapons, and then um, the horde has rallying, and so you're talking about a slight bump up in cost. So like we were talking about spear warriors, a regiment of spear warriors is 110. You give ten more points and you get a regiment of blight. Now see, that's that's where mm. the the default drop to me goes easy. I get that the blight have a lower defense having a three on there, but they're also a minus one to hit. So they're mm-hmm. a little harder to put damage on and they don't waver ever. Mm-hmm. So they're they're really, really solid when it comes to getting them to perform on on the battlefield. They do die easy to stuff like breath weapons, you know, range spells that don't take negatives. Um, but if you can avoid that, or if you can force pressure to keep your opponent from throwing that stuff on them, they can be very tough to kill for a lot of units. Especially if you do, you know, the old trick where you've got ensnare and you park them in a forest. It's like, all right, cool. Minus yep. two to hit me now. Minus two. Go they are fantastic. Uh, I, I just, I love the unit. Up, down, left, right. I, I love that unit.
2: Yeah, they're they're pretty good, um, just all around. I, I, you know, they're they're the closest thing to like sucky by. They just don't hit as hit as great. Correct. But um, yeah, all in but all, they don't like hit as hard
1: as most units do too. Like usually right, talking yeah, about elite units, we'll get to one later. Yeah, uh, they're good at they blending wound. stuff,
2: blending yeah. blending up the low defense stuff. Low defense stuff is where stuff. they need to be at, um, which is kind of a tricky thing though, right? Because they they themselves have low defense, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of like it's kind of a delicate balance, right? Because you're going to go in and you have to you have to do enough damage to you know kind of waver them so that you don't have to deal with it um, a, a counter charge or something. But if you do get counter charge, you've got the ensnare.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, uh, and that's another thing. One of the things that you're going to end up doing a lot with Ratkin is mutual support. You know, rallying kind of forces you to do that. So if you have something with, like, Banechant, they're a really good target for Banechant because they've got a lot of attacks yep. and they hit mm-hmm. fairly reliably. So, I mean, comparatively, they, they hit as good as everything else in the army minus the Rat Demon. Um, so if you're throwing stuff like Banechant on them, you're really starting to get some bang for your buck.
2: Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, alright, so next we got uh Shock Troops. Shock troops are um basically like uh Storm Vermin esque style guys. They're, they're your more elite uh fighters. They are uh they come in troops, they come with regiments, and they come in hordes. They're speed six, um they hit on fours and their defense four. So um, you know, they hit one better than your spear warriors are gonna hit, but they have the same defense. Um, no phalanx or anything like that. But what they do gain is crushing strength 1, elite, and vicious. The troop has 10 attacks. The regiment has 12 attacks. The horde has 25 attacks. And then your nerves are 9-11, 13-15, and 20-22. So... Points on them is ninety-five, so like the troop is not is just short of a hundred points, the regiment is just over hundred at one thirty-five, and then the horde is all the way up to two hundred and thirty points. So pretty expensive investment. Um but when you when you start looking at the value on that for crushing strength one, elite, and vicious, so they hit on fours with reroll ones, and then they wound on whatever your defense is, minus one, and then vicious, so re-roll ones it's it's a pretty no brainer unit it's yeah. one of the mm-hmm. best units, not in the army in the game, yeah <laughs> like, exactly in the game um in their infantry right so the thing is the, the they've got a pretty high breakpoint you don't have like you know usually you have like these crazy really hopped up units that are either cavalry or flying cav, and they're gonna be a lower breakpoint these guys. These guys are no slouch, man. You give them, uh, you give them rallying next to them; they're breaking on a twenty-four.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, if you have rally too.
2: Yeah, yeah that, I mean that's they're rough I, to deal with, so.
1: I I know because you have to play them all the time. Um, that's another unit that I take <laughs> pretty religiously. I I really like them. The only thing I haven't done with them is taking them in troops, and. It's just that nine eleven 11 break point just kind of throws me off. But mm-hmm. the regiments yeah, and the 13, hordes are so 13. good. Yeah, well, you got to bump them to get 13. You'll get but, 13. man, those things are so good. You give them, oh, yeah. like, almost any buff. Obviously, there are some buffs you can't give them because there's no point in buying them the elite or the, the, oh, uh, right. the chance yeah, of hate because totally. they've already got it. But, plus one um, to hit
2: though, like you've been doing. Oh, just... <laughs> plus one to hit's
1: pretty good. Give them the additional crushing. Now they're crushing two. They're gonna blend a lot of stuff. I mean, they're just they're workhorses, and I think yeah. They're one of the best units in the game for for everything they put down on the board and their cost. The amazing, amazing unit. That's why I'm painting them right now. <laughs>
3: yeah, was yeah, man. It's gonna be my contribution too. They're just they're a solid, solid good unit. Um, I had one buzz saw through me last week, and it was just depressing how quickly I was losing stuff to
0: this horde.
2: Oh, it's it's crazy, man! Like they'll just they'll 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 just show up and knock on your door and just kill your whole family. It's crazy. they yep. <laughs> Like they just
3: so fast.
1: I love them. So what do we got next?
3: Uh, next up will be claw shots. Um, they come in one size, and that's a troop. One uh, size fits a... all. They have a melee of five plus, a ranged of four plus, a defense of four. They have five attacks, a nerve of eight ten, and cost ninety points. Uh, for that, you're coming on a cav base, so you're on a twenty-five by fifty. You have the long rifles rule, which I think is thirty-six inch range. Thirty. That Correct. Wrong. Yeah. Um, they have piercing two, and they have reload. Um, this is your, I guess, cheap fire support unit. Yeah. Gisales, basically. Yeah, they they replace what yep. Gisales used to do.
1: Yeah, they're I do have
3: a lot to add to that. I haven't seen the, the Ratkin in my area aren't playing
1: them that heavily. Yeah, uh, a lot of people kind of stopped playing them after the beta when they took away the big shields because mm-hmm. the defense six in the front was pretty powerful. Um, dropping them all the way down to defense four, though, and having that sort of nerve, the, the army typically leaves them because they're going to sit there and shoot most of the time. mm mm-hmm. um, and what happens is, you know, you pop two wounds on them and you roll a six. Now they're wavered. Or you pop two wounds on them and roll an eight. Now they're dead. So people aren't really expending the points on them because they die so easy. Uh, you know, playing Monday morning quarterback, make them defense five, maybe more people take them instead of some of the other stuff they're taking. Anyway, that's that's not really relevant. Um I don't really use these anymore. I, I just kind of stopped because the five attacks are great when they hit, but mm, you're just you're you're yeah, not you getting a, a whole lot out 50 of to them to hit. So yeah, and that's in the hits. best case scenario. You're getting 50-50 to hit.
0: Under charge is the first podcast totally dedicated to the game kings of war join your hosts andrew mark and rob as they delve into the world of mantica and bring you in-depth coverage of all things kings of war you can find us on itunes and at ohiohammer.com a proud member of the Ohio Hammer network of podcasts
3: We need a bumper to share with the other Mantic podcasts. No swearing allowed. Oh, real professional. The Fourfoot Snake is a UK based Kings of War podcast, presented by John.
0: They want to be an individual. Dan <laughs> Nick Can I go to the toilet, please?
3: And Matt. You can find us on Facebook at OFFS and on Twitter at o 4 Snake. And you can find us on iTunes. That's 32 points of
0: damage. Let's do a nerf check. Anything but snake eyes.
4: Alpha.
2: Moving along, we'll go to Scurriers. Mark?
1: Yep. Uh, so we've got Scurriers. They only come in one size, which is a troop. Uh, speed 6, melee 5, ranged 4, defense 3. Uh, they've got 8 attacks. They have a 9 attack. Slash 11 Nerve. They are 110 points. Uh, They have the Nimble Special Rule. They have Throwing Weapons. And they have Vicious. Um, So these are basically replacements of the old Night Runners. Gutter Runners from the other game. Um, I've seen people use them as Chaff. And they're kind of expensive to to be Chaff in, in that right. But they're fast and they can shoot a little bit. It's just not a lot of shooting. So they don't do combat all that well either. Uh, I just... This is a unit that I've never really used or deployed, and I don't really think that they have much to offer in this game without major adjustments or buffs. They just kind of die easy. Um, yeah, I think and, they need to hit on yeah.
2: on fours and melee. That's what I think that they're missing.
1: Yeah, if they had that, that would make them a little more attractive, but still, it's it's one of those... It's a unit that tries to do two things. They try to do combat and shooting, and they don't really pull either off all that well.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not like the um, they're not like the rangers, like the dwarf rangers, which like they kind of do both of the things pretty fucking good.
1: Yeah, (laughs) the the dwarf rangers both hit on fours, but they've also got a defense four, and they've got headstrong, and they're a little bit higher on nerve. I'm sure they're a little more points too. Not
2: much. I think they're like ten more points.
1: Yeah, I know it's like one twenty, one twenty five, or something. Um. But yeah, the the scurriers—they're fast. They've got a lot of maneuverability, but they just—they fall down in the stiff breeze.
2: Yeah, I think their only thing that they have going for them is they've got uh, nimble and vicious. So I mean, like it's something. But like they needed to have vanguard, is what I think they needed to have. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, but I mean with ranged, with ranged four and eight attacks. You're generally talking about like four attacks that are hitting, so vicious is only going to save you maybe one of
0: those rolls. Yeah, yeah
1: unless yeah. you just roll like me and then maybe two of those rolls. But yeah, I, mean, I just don't see the vicious really coming into play. It's there on paper, I get it, but it just yeah. But you know, like they help. used to have,
2: like the slinking advance and stuff like that. I think vanguard would have been more appropriate for them to have vanguard the could weapons. Have I you agree. Know?
1: If, if they had vanguard, that would have and helped.
2: the assassin has vanguard. Yep. You know? I think that'd have been the way to go with those guys. Yeah, I just don't don't really see a lot of point in them either. Like they're they're cool for like fun effect if you want like a different kind of chaff or chaff that shoots maybe, but I don't know. I don't.
1: I mean, one hundred and ten points—that's a spear warrior.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, take a regiment of warriors for (laughs) ninety points. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I have I have not seen anybody actually use them. So.
1: I I have uh, Chris Gibney used yeah, them. Yeah, Gibney did, but I mean like they just, not they to any did not attacks. help him. Yeah, from what I saw in the game. Yeah. Cool. So what do we got next? All
2: right. Well, next up we've got uh, the Hack Paws. Um yep. Those are your one unit in here that are actually super 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 fast. Um. So speed nine, uh, melee four, defense three. Uh. 8 or 16 attacks uh, of Trooping Regiment, Nine, eleven, or 12 95 points or 145 points. Uh, Their move 9, Nimble, thunderous Charge, and Vicious. Um, so, these guys are pretty cool, because, like, forever, forever, we- we've been asking, like, oh man, I wish my Skaven had some kind of, you know, mounted cavalry yeah. or something like that, so... It's kind of cool. Basically, they are um like your goblins uh have the... um flea bags. Ha- have little flea bag riders. These are basically yeah. those guys, they're just not as fast. Um they don't have uh, yellow bellied though. So that's kind of yeah, you're kind of swapping that out and you are getting the vicious and stuff like that. So I I love I love the idea of these guys. I think Me they're, too. I think they're a really cool unit. Um I think that you can't really play them in like Taking a unit, I think you gotta spam them a little bit more in order to get their versatility out of them. Just like taking a unit of them isn't gonna isn't gonna net you a whole bunch in in my opinion.
3: Yeah, not with their nerve where it is, especially.
1: Yeah, I think that's the real kicker on them. I mean, we we've had that critique on some of the other units too, but their low nerve and being defense three instead of maybe defense four because you know you think that the guys would be wearing armor. Yeah, I mean, Uh, well
2: you know your regular warriors are defense for right so yeah
1: that's what i'm saying i mean god that would have helped them um yeah. yeah they they die super quick uh i've i've played around with them a couple of times even when you do try and stack you know three or four you end up putting probably like two and two on each side and man they they either outpace your army so fast that your opponent sees the immediate threat or you have to hold them back and yeah. holding them back by the time that you actually get them into a position where they can start playing, either somebody's thrown a couple of spare lightning bolts at them and, and popped them off. Or, you know, the opponent's line is fixated to where if you tried to push them out, they would they'd be able to counter it and it's a free kill. So it, it they're they're definitely a finesse unit to use. They definitely have value. They look great on paper to me. I just have not figured out how to make them work in the type of army that I'm running.
2: Yeah, I I, I like them. I think I think you have to not push them out early, like you were saying. I think you just keep them back a little bit behind your line, and then uh, kind of like with like the brutes, right? You put them next to the brutes, and then you you just chill behind the brutes so that uh, you can keep them covered up, and then jet through them and and onto the flanks of units and or you know charge the brutes out of the way and from behind charge the you know fleet or yeah, but char- if, charge the But lines. if you're
1: charging from behind the brutes it's a frontal charge No yeah know? I know I know and but those even guys are even not going to do around in the, the front. flank
2: is what I'm saying like leave the brutes there charge in with the brutes or charge out of the way with the brutes into something else you know yeah. And then charge with those guys. That's kinda nice too. But that's I, just all theory, you know what I mean? Like that's I one of those think, things like
1: I think in the beta regiment version somehow had rallying. And I don't know if that was a, an error or something, but when we were playing around with it oh. back in beta. Ryan, Ryan you're killing me. He's killing me. <laughs> <There he is. laughs> when when uh when we were playing <laughs> around with the beta, I think that? that they had rallying and um they were really attractive when that when that was the case because you had a lot of speed and, and versatility and maybe uh-huh. I'm just me- misremembering it or maybe I was just looking at the, the spreadsheet wrong but I could have sworn we played like that for a couple of games and they actually did well there but now that they don't have that um, yeah, it's just it's one more thing kind of against them at this point <sighs> Yeah, they're another
2: one of those fast cab units, right? Like that, they're it's all super finesse, and it's all on how you use it. I think that it can be um, a good unit. I just think that it's one of those things that people are going to have a really hard time pushing it forward and yeah. winning with, and and therefore it makes it a well, less that's, obvious choice. That's the so. compulsion
1: with them. Like you've got all of that movement, you really want to capitalize on it early and really start putting pressure and go, "Oh, well, I've got 18 inches and a pivot. Golly, I really want to pull this off," but. You're yeah, better off, that, yeah.
2: You're better off just like saying, "Hey, I'm gonna kick him back for a while and go pick up." Uh, you know, like it, they're actually what I look at them as. Like, if you're playing something that's not a kill scenario and you're playing like a go grab objectives, you can just hide them. for oh, like, yeah. three in, quarters of the game. In objective games, jet, if you can you know? hide
1: them behind some terrain or something that totally blocks their line of sight, mm-hmm. you know, from the opponent to them. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think they're they're absolute money in those scenarios because you got 18 inches and pretty. Pretty Much any direction you want to go, yeah, and the nimble um, amp, yeah, because the nimble, um, but I mean, it was kind of like my game with uh, Todd a while back when we played mm-hmm. at your house, Jeff. Yeah. He had that regiment, and he was holding them back because he knew he didn't want to jet them out too far. And I was like, fine, you're gonna hold them back, I'm gonna step forward and I'm gonna throw 24 inch range stuff on them, and yeah, and start if you're the pressure him back, on you are gonna hold back. You gotta yeah. hide them completely, you gotta I mean, really screen them, yeah, you gotta it's a lot of babysitting, hide yeah. it's a lot of babysitting.
2: Yeah, I
1: I agree. So what we got next?
2: Uh, let's go to Ryan, and he can do the Vermintide.
3: All right, Vermintide are a large infantry. Uh, they come in a regiment or in a horde. They've got a melee of 5+, they've got a defense of 3+, they have 9 attacks or 18 for a horde, and they've got a 9-11 nerve or a 12-14 nerve. Uh, they have height zero, they have nimble, and they have vicious. Uh, a regiment's going to cost you 60 points, a horde's going to cost you 90 points. Uh, these are basically the corollary to giant rats, or rat packs, I guess, yep. swarms. Mm-hmm. swarms. Um, Correct. They make for great screeners for the stuff behind them, but I'm really not seeing anything else useful about them with speed six. If they had a speed up, up in the eight, you could do a couple of objective grabbing type things with them. But all I'm seeing there is height zero and cheap.
2: Yeah, height zero, cheap, and uh, they're they're nimble. So that's the one thing that pretty much no one else's um um little height zero swarm guys have is the nimble. And that extra pivot is really, really, really useful when you're using them as chaff. So for what you're paying for, you're gaining that nimble over what you're gaining on like the uh, the, the slaves. Yep. So. Um, and, and they do more damage than slaves. So,
1: correct. They they for, do for, for the points light. for the points. Well, no, the slaves actually have more attacks at the same attack value. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and this is where I, I mean, points, I've, but... I've I've well, they're identical. Um, How oh, are they okay? regiments? Regiments are sixty, and um, hordes are for slaves are a hundred, and then for the vermin tide are ninety. Um, So you're, you're missing out on a couple of attacks here and there, but you got a better defense. So actually when you bring them to the game for the chaff game, they're a little bit better than slaves. Um, I've found, and I've, I've really grown to like these units. Um, I've, I've been running, I think two of them. And Jeff's right. The nimble is fantastic. Uh, Ryan hit on the height zero to where you can hide your stuff behind it and still have free line of sight. But you know you've got a little invisible wall, if you will, in front of your guys. Um, God, that nimble is so fantastic. Uh, I I really don't care about the attacks that they put out. You know, I either use them for chaff or I use them for objective grabbing or blocking, um, and they're just they're good. I really like these units. I mean, I I kind of vacillate between taking more slaves or or more Vermintide, and I kind of balance out currently. But I really like them. I like them a lot.
2: Yeah, I think they're I think they're super solid chaff. And honestly, like if if you wanted to go bigger than just a regular like uh, regiment of them and go for the full horde of them, I think that could be fun too. Just oh as man, a, absolutely. As a gimmick. You know, it wouldn't. It doesn't have to be. You know. Probably the best choice, but it it could be super fun, and it would be something that people see less of, and they're like, "Well, what am I gonna oh, do about dude, this?" I,
1: I mean, if if you want to talk about comparing them to the slave hordes, they're ten less points, a better yeah. defense, and the nerve I think is comparable.
2: Yeah, you could pull off a lot of the same. Oh no, the nerves, doing. their nerves, not anywhere near. Yeah, the nerves memorable. way
1: off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's because it's counted as large inventory, and their nerve is generally right. lower. It's only like two or three mm-hmm, more points. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I, I love Vermintide. I think they're great. All right.
2: Uh, What's we next? Go to the artillery. Uh, that's on you, Mark.
1: Okay. Let me find it on the sheet here. All right. Cool. So we've got artillery. Um, this is basically a take on the uh, Skaven plague claw, claw catapults. Um, mm-hmm. and so you've got speed six. Ranged five, defense four, attacks two, nerve eight slash 10, 90 points. They've got a blast D3 plus one. They do have indirect fire. They have piercing one. They have reload and it has vicious. Vicious. So that's, I think that's in there to kind of reflect the the poison that the other thing used to throw. Um, It it's good on paper, it looks great. Uh two attacks hitting on fives. You're hoping to get one of those most of the time. If you get both, great, good for you. Um but I I think there are other things in the list that kind of outpace this one. So I don't I haven't seen this one played a lot. That's not to say that you can't play it. You totally can. Um You know, just just hope you roll high on your dice, I guess. Uh, yeah i think I it's good. It's just under
2: it's it. under it's underused that indirect fire is pretty good i think it's a yep. good i think it's good for its points for 90 points um the two shots um you want to kind of maybe equate it to like trident realms uh that uh the war machine they have there that's kind of like a bolt thrower you know high piercing. The difference on this one, just doesn't have the high piercing. It's only piercing one, um, in indirect fire. So you're you're getting the indirect fire out of it is what you're getting out of this thing and the piercing one. So basically you're just looking for defense three units or defense four units that you're going to be popping this off from a corner or something like
1: that. I I mean, if you want to go to the points comparison, you, you go and look at other things that are ranged for 90 points. I think mm-hmm. claw shots are better in this case than, than this artillery. I mean, oh, yeah, it's got a way so shorter range, but you're getting way more attacks. So you've got more potential to do damage. Um, yeah, and then you don't triple you know, your attacks I, I get, when you hit them. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, exactly. And you don't take uh, an
2: unlock to use it. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably why it's getting left behind. But you know what's yeah, not I, getting left behind? Yeah, so. <laughs> the next entry, Brutes. Brutes is are... True. Maze balls. So these are your. These are supposed to be like your rat ogres, okay, from, from before. So these are. They come in. their large infantry. They come in regiments in a horde. Uh, speed six, obviously. They hit on fours with a defense of four. Uh, they have nine attacks or 18 attacks. They have 10, 13, or 13, 16 for their nerve for 115 or 185 points. Um, they have. They have brutal, they have crushing strength two, fury, and regeneration five plus. Mm. For the low and don't low forget cost. the
1: horde has Rally.
2: Yeah, and the horde generates rallying for the low low cost of one eighty five. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, you look at the thirteen sixteen nerve point, you're like, well, that's not very high but you equate that to Trolls, it's only one under, and then you go, oh, okay, well, 16 goes up to 18 for the Hordes, right? Mm -hmm. So an 18 breakpoint on something that's 185 points with 18 attacks, regen, fury, brutal, crushing strength, like, they're they're one of the most auto-include units in the game, in my opinion. (laughs) I mean, compare them to Ogres, except for... They have regen, <laughs> like you gain regen, and they're cheaper, <laughs> and yeah, because they're gonna have the brutal just like ogres do, but they gain fury and regen. <laughs> it's it, why wouldn't you take these guys? They're so good.
1: I I think at the think price point, um, you're you're right for the most part. Uh, I I do take them pretty often, and I'm. Generally happy with them, but with with a lower route value because they're they're larger infantry. Uh-huh. Uh, just in general, uh, y- you get a decent number of wounds on them, and then you know if that person rolls high, they, they might die. Um, yeah. A little easier than you would say, like a horde of, of shock troops or blight or something. Yeah, that's, just that's not necessarily infantry. a fair comparison, yeah. but yeah. for the points that you're talking about within the army. Uh, that's the trade-off you're looking at, but they've got so many rules that if you can get them into offensive situations, they're they're spectacular. And, and I agree. I, I really like using mine.
2: Alright. Ryan, you want to cover the weapon team for us?
3: Absolutely. Uh, weapon teams come in a unit size of one. Uh, they have a defense of 4+, plus. Uh, they've got 10 attacks, a Nerve of 810, they cost 60 points, they give you a breath attack of their attack value, so 10 breath attack shots, and they come with Nimble, so they can move around. Uh, you can optionally upgrade them with Storm of Lead to give them Piercing 1, uh, that's going to cost you another 20 points. Um, from my few games with Ratkin, this was really what they were doing as their workhorse ranged attack.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it worked pretty well.
2: Yeah, there, those weapons teams are basically like, almost like trombones, you know. But they've got they got nimble on them, right? So mm-hmm. being able to get that extra pivot in that six movement—that's clutch. Like people don't understand that six movement on those little. Weapons teams are pretty solid. It's an eighteen-inch
1: threat range.
2: Yeah, it's a huge threat range with two pivots. Like they can't just—it's not even that they'll just pivot the one time and do the move, and they get two. So it's pretty—it's pretty good, man. Um, you're still gonna triple your attacks versus them, unlike the uh, Abyssal Dwarf one, right? Which is kind of like what they're a copy of. Cool. Um, but
1: it's got individual instead.
2: Yeah, it's actually individual instead. So this one's this one's not. Um. I, the I just see people spamming these things like crazy just cuz why not you can move it forward with your army um you know you can shoot the gaps you can shoot over stuff you can you know if you got a big big nasty behind stuff sure just go ahead and lay those guys down and go to town so i've been on the receiving end of these guys a couple of times when i was just like oh i, I think i can withstand the shots from them and get up and over and go what i'm go, go to town and then you know you put down 30 shots with these things and They'll they'll surprise you, man. So mm-hmm. with the with the adding the adding the piercing on there, I don't think anybody doesn't add the piercing. I mean, yeah, I guess it's pretty
3: you, much an auto include, I think.
2: Yeah, I, I guess you don't have to. You might take. You one have of to them be really straight for
1: points to not add the piercing.
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty much auto include. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're you're talking eighty points at that point for something that breaks on a ten.
3: Yeah, but well. But and you, here's the other But you've got to go for the other But output, it can keep moving you know? up with your horde, so you're really exactly. essentially on a 12. Yeah, oh,
2: totally. Yeah, it's essentially a 12. Because um, you're always going to have it next to Inspiring or a horde or something like that. I, you're never going to play these guys off the, off the shoulders. Um, the thing about these is they are so cheap, even if you add the 20 points to them, that at any point you could still use them as chaff, right? So, like, you get a you start getting short on chaff, sure, no problem. To throw a weapons team that may not have yeah, a function anymore, you know,
1: they're, they're just not able to march because they're war machines, so. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, but... still, a six-inch move chaff is still better than no chaff.
2: Yeah, oh, totally. So,
1: yep, I agree.
2: All right, uh, shredder, you're up, Mark. Shredder, sweet.
1: So we're we were talking a turtle about turtle things... reference turtles. <laughs> We were talking about things that uh that were at the ninety point price point that might be better um than the artillery, and I think this is one of the main ones because you've got speed six, ranged five, defense four, attacks three instead of two, an eight ten nerve point. They have a blast D three instead of the artillery's D three plus one, mm-hmm. a piercing two, and reload. So the, the only thing the Shredder doesn't have is it doesn't have indirect fire and it doesn't vicious. have vicious. Yeah. But you've got relatively the same amount of blast. You've got an additional attack hitting on fives. So more than likely you're always going to get a hit with this because you're throwing three dice. You're going to hit a five or a six on one of those three dice just just on dice averages. So you're always going to get that blast D3 as opposed to hoping that two of your dice from the artillery one of those comes up a five um the shredder's going to take range penalties and and things like that but you know depending on what you're targeting you should be hitting on fives anyway if you're if you're selecting your target properly um so i think the shredder is probably hands down the the better artillery choice than the actual artillery Mm -hmm. um it's yeah. I mean, I just I've I've used it a couple of times. It's pretty solid. It doesn't perform perfect every time, but when it hits, it hits. Yeah, I agree. I
2: I I think that it's the obvious war machine to take if you're going to take a war machine.
1: You mean outside of weapon teams? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the weapons <laughs> teams are the mobile. I don't
2: I don't consider those war machines. <laughs> oh, okay. Those...
1: Well, then you can stop tripling your attacks when you fight mine.
2: Okay. No problem.
1: All right, that's what I thought, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: All right, so next up we got the Death Engine. Ryan, you want to cover Death Engine?
3: Absolutely. Uh, The Death Engine is a monster. It comes with a melee of four, a defense of five, a d6 plus seven for its attacks, a nerve of dash 16, and it costs you 170 points. Uh, It's going to come on a 50 by 100 base, and it comes with crushing strength one, rallying one, and thunderous charge one. Uh, on top of that, you can upgrade it to either bump up its crushing strength by one and give it Vicious, so it'll be crushing strength two. That'll cost you 25 points. Or give it Firebolt with a range of four plus and Piercing two for another 40 points. Um, I guess this is replacing the uh, the Doom Wheel uh-huh. in the old Skaven list and maybe the uh, Bell. Mm-hmm. Yep. It a solid little monster um that firebolt d6 plus 7 just makes me titter inside
2: yeah it's it's rough man
3: it's hit or miss but if it hits with piercing 2 that's gonna blast some stuff up
2: yeah that's the main issue with ratkin right now is everybody spamming those those guys cuz they're just so so powerful so I mean, it's it's definitely an auto include in the in in the army um, currently. I, I personally would like to take them and just put them on and make them uh, melee monsters just for fun.
3: Cause, Give them the the crushing strength upgrade.
2: Yeah, why not? It'd be fun. It's still cheap. Hmm. I mean, you're talking under 200 points still for something that can move six with uh. uh D six plus seven attacks. You know, it's move six D six plus seven attacks and crushing strength two and thunders charge one and vicious. Like it's pretty pretty nasty, yeah, man. Why not?
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I I always kind of thought that this thing should have a caveat to it to make it more like a war machine, um, because it it's pretty disgusting when you've got three of them on the table and they're all shooting stuff. Um, but, yeah, yeah not I even like, like
2: moving just sitting in the back and shooting oh yeah, yeah you know? just
1: sh- shooting platforms man yeah. they can be just totally brutal
2: yeah I think these go without saying like how you use them <laughs> so <laughs> I don't well, really need to yeah. explain them too much to anybody I'm sure yeah. everybody's been on the well, receiving they, they
1: give they give rallying off and I mean in a pinch in charge yeah. with them you know, yeah. and they'll still punk stuff that way too yeah
2: so i mean i will say a good counter for these guys um is just to have an individual that has fly or a cheap chaffy unit that has fly or something like that just anything that's super fast that you can get up and over their lines and get into these guys to disrupt them you can sacrifice you know them for it because um, people are going to have to deal with your chaff that you're going to th- throw at these guys because they don't want to get disrupted they want to have unlimited you know, shooting until they have to not shoot you anymore. Um, so investing in in heavy chaff that you're going to be able to get over there is is you know paramount in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark, you want to take Ratfiend, your fave?
1: Ratfiend? You mean Demon Spawn? The mutant... mutant rat fiend. Oh, the mutant rat fiend. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so we've got the mutant rat fiend, which is basically a modification of uh, the hell pit abomination, uh, which is kind of like a giant. So it, it used to function like that. Instead, they gave him a standard number of attacks. Um, he is speed seven, melee four, defense four, attacks 10. He is a fearless 17. For his Nerve, 200 points, right on the dot. Crushing 2, regen 5. He's got Strider. He's got Thunderous Charge 1. And he's got Vicious, just in case that plus 3 to wound didn't pay off. Right. Um, I really like this guy. I like to get him in my army when I can. Um, He hasn't made some of the recent experiments, but uh, he usually... Performs pretty well, especially when you run him side by side with like a unit of the brutes, because they can kind of keep pace since he's moving seven, they're moving six, um, and they're throwing rallying on him. Uh, he's he's just a really solid combat workhorse. Uh, a lot of people like to shoot him down pretty early, and it's it's a good move on their part to shoot him. But even if he, even if he takes a lot of damage, if he somehow sticks around, then you know, that region is going to crop back up and eventually he'll be fine again. So for the most part, he's always going to be wounding with a plus two. Um, If he's not hindered, meaning somebody hasn't done a wound to him in combat previously, uh, Strider is going to let him charge through basically any sort of terrain and still get his thunderous. So then he'd be rolling with plus three. Uh, Just solid, solid choice.
2: Yeah, I think he's. I think he's probably the. If you're going for a combat army, I think he's almost one of the ones where you just have to take him because he's that good. I mean, you look at the nerve being a dash seventeen, going to be up to a dash nineteen with your rallying. If you're going to have yeah. him anywhere close to anything, a nineteen breakpoint for something that's two hundred points that has defense four and regen is. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's it's a solid investment. Um, and, and he's got that one pip higher speed than the rest of the army, like you said. Um, You know, that, that move seven can can come in to play multiple times. So it's just going to let him get into all that, all the, you know, foot infantry guarantee that he's going to outmaneuver that or be on par with some of the heavier calves stuff that he can get in and knock off Thunder's Charge on those guys or something like that. Or um, start
1: in the forest and... Yeah, you know yeah. you're going to be hitting him with negative one, but if he comes out at you, he's not hitting negative one. Like right, yeah. The there's a lot of ways awesome. to play this guy. Yeah, yeah.
3: He feels yeah. a lot like my Brutox does. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. He's, that's a plays, fair comparison. He plays
2: pretty much the same as the Brutox does, but he's a little bit less points, and he can get one higher on his uh, on his nerve value if he's within range. So other than that, it's pretty much straight straight up the same uh next up we got uh the blight lord so we're getting into heroes now Blight lord is uh just a hero version of the of the blight pretty much he's got uh speed six melee four defense four four attacks dash 12 and he's 95 points he comes with crushing strength two has ensnare and stealthy uh he's individual obviously and inspiring to blight so his cool little upgrade is you can give him Banechant 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is one of, the, one of the few armies that has access to Chant 3. So they're just really good at Banechant. So if you're going to pay for this spell, the cool part is you're probably going to get it off. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, a two-dice Banechant, you're still running a little bit of a risk of not getting it. This is almost a, a sure shot. Is like, what, 90-some-odd percent that you're going to get it off. Um in this army he's he's kind of cool because if you don't need to throw a bane chant he can actually hold stuff up pretty well because he's got ensnare um and stealthy so the, you can't shoot the dude with anything except for breath weapons or magic because at uh, at individual and stealthy you're yeah, not going to f- i mean two. Mm-hmm.
3: Minus 2 to shoot is awful when yeah. most things are hitting on a 5 anyway
2: yeah um, so you you can go kind of tank out a little bit with him because that nerf, uh twelve goes up to a fourteen if he's in range. And a fourteen breakpoint for a hero that's only ninety five points is pretty freaking good, especially with ensnare. So, um, pretty good if you want to use him as uh, Banechant uh, caddy too. Then he's pretty good for that. But I don't see too many people taking him. I think he's pretty good personally.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think his price point's just a little high because to get the Bane chant, you got to pay one fifteen for him, and that's not including any items you're giving him. So he's even more expensive after that. Uh, not saying that you have to give him items; you, you probably wouldn't. Um, I just think that the other casting option is a little better, and then he's so limited on what he inspires that unless you're running blight heavy, he's honestly. I mean, you can ignore the inspiring. His individual stats are great. Yeah, he's got inspiring, or he's got stealthy and ensnared. Uh, he does decent in combat, but he's only got four attacks. Four attacks is still good, uh-huh. but I mean, you know, if he's in combat, he's not throwing spells. So, he's yeah, one of those like, guys—it's kind of yeah. triangulated. Like, do you want him for leadership? Do you want him for throwing spells? Do you want him for this? you can pay for him to do all three, but you're only going to do one of those a turn on any given turn for most cases. Yeah. Um, I, I think there are better options. I think that's generally why you don't see him a whole lot. Um, and I know some people have run him cause I've, I've talked with them on Twitter and stuff about him and I do like him. I just, when it comes time to start cutting things for other things, he's usually one of the ones I cut out.
2: Fair enough.
3: Um, what do we got next?
2: Next up, we got the Warchief. War so, uh, the other thing that you don't see a whole lot of, is Brian, you want to go ahead and cover that?
3: Sure. The uh, Warchief is a in, uh, hero. Uh, he's got a melee of 3 and a defense of 5+. plus. Uh, comes with 5 attacks. His nerve is 1113, and he costs 110 points. So stat-wise, he's 1 point better on pretty much everything than the Blight Lord, but you're paying 15 points for it. Uh, he has crushing strength of one instead of the two for the Blight Lord, uh, and of course he comes with individual and inspiring. Uh, you can swap his shield for a two-handed weapon to drop his defense to four and give him crushing strength two, so you can swap him over to be pretty close to the Blight Lord that way. Uh, you can also mount him on a flea bag if you want to to increase his speed to nine and change him to a calf hero for twenty points. Um, to me 130 points for a calf character seems really pricey. Um and yeah there are so many better options I think. Yeah, yeah. That the Rat can have? Uh he's he's not even a cheap source of inspiring at 110. Correct.
2: Yeah, comparative to the list. Uh yeah, yeah, you're not really seeing a lot of this guy right now. He was really really good in beta and they had to they had to nerf him down a little bit because he's too good um yeah you know i could see people still taking him and 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 using him for fun um you know you take the right tooling setup for him he becomes pretty decent you know if you're within your leadership uh you know your your hordes and stuff like that within range which you're going to be because you're going to be using him for inspiring if you have him Um, you, you get up to a nerve point of 13, 15. That's not so bad there with defense five, um, for the points you're paying for him. And if you equip him properly, uh, you know, he could be pretty survivable at that rate too. You could get him up defense six if you wanted to, you could give him, you know, regen if you wanted to, you could... Know, give him elite or something like that, or just a reroll a missed hit with like the blade of slashing becomes pretty good. That means he's going to hit with pretty much everything he's swinging with. So, I I think he has his usefulness. Um, I think he has his usefulness, but I I don't think he's an auto an auto mm-hmm. choice for really anyone. So,
1: yeah, I mean that's that's the thing with him. Um, the flea bag is almost not needed because the rest of your army is moving six for the most part. So right, unless you're yeah. trying to babysit some hack paws, you don't really need to update to speed nine. Cause if you need him to throw leadership somewhere, you should be able to do it within the 12 inch bubble that he's going to run mm-hmm. or you've spread out too far and you, you, you haven't tracked your inspired and everywhere with your army. Um, his attacks are great, but for what you're paying for out of him. Uh, you can do it better with some of the other stuff on the yeah. table. So you're just really kind of looking for inspiring at that point, and if you're just looking for cheap inspiring, you can find that elsewhere. Yes, you can. And I think that's. I think that's why you don't see a lot of them. But I like. I like the idea of it. I like the war chief. I just. I don't use them anymore. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think. I think. I think that's about right. Yeah, you're just not really going to see a whole lot of them. He's not He's not bad. He's just not good.
1: Yeah, he's, he's not bad. He's just... You can do his job without needing him on the table. Exactly. Yeah, which we'll yeah. get to.
2: Um, Alright, so uh, next we got the Warlock, which is going to be your one magic guy that you're going to be depending on on this game. Because uh, the Blightlord just has like the option for one spell, but your magic is all coming from your Warlocks. So they've got speed six, move five, or speed six, melee five. Not that you care. Defense four, one attack. Nine uh, eleven nerve and ninety points. So for that ninety points, what you're actually buying is a nine eleven nerve guy with defense four that has lightning bolt five um, inherently. So mm-hmm. he's got lots of options that you can kind of add on to him. Uh, so you can get wind blast five for 15 points bane chant three for 20 points again that bane chant three another clutch That's thing big. you know people are saying like oh you know it's 20 points for bane chant i mean the average you know a two a bane chant two is 15 points i would i would certainly rather pay five more points to get bane chant three so that when i need it it's gonna freaking go off you know what mm-hmm. i mean i i'll pay that five points all day
1: and yet I um, fail that roll all the time. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: you can get heal three for fifteen points, and you can mount him on a flea bag. Give him move nine for fifteen points. Um, yeah, I think this guy's. I think this guy's solid, man. I think with a with a lightning bolt five, you have that capability to get the item with to give him plus two more lightning bolts. Uh, yep. Just take him off the lightning bolt seven, um, you could do the bane chant three, which I I would I would auto do that at least on one of the guys. Um, bane chant three in a clutch situation can become so so good on stuff like those shock troops where you've already got crushing strength one right with elite and vicious. Well, now you got crushing strength two, and now those defense six mm-hmm. stone elementals aren't so aren't so you know tough. You know, you can probably shred through them in a round of combat if you get lucky. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've seen any army that doesn't have at least two of these uh, warlocks in there, uh, if not three. Um, the only the only thing they're missing is inspiring. Which I mean, for ninety points, you really can't complain about. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna give them inspiring, they'd have to be yeah, at you least can always throw that t- twenty
1: point item on one. Yeah. So. Get them up to inspiring too. Yeah. So.
2: Cool um Ryan, you want to do the enforcer
3: sure uh the enforcer is another infantry hero. he's got a melee of four, a defense of four he's got three attacks and a nine eleven nerve. He is a whopping forty five points and he comes with crushing strength one in case you ever you know decide to charge him in uh individual and he comes with rallying one uh you can choose to mount him on a flea bag to bump his speed up to nine uh, for fifteen points um he's a great cheap source of rallying so if you're going sort of multiple small units where you don't have a lot of horde i can see him having a dif- a very uh, useful function in the army uh if you are playing horde heavy though he's probably worth giving a miss to i'd say
2: yeah yeah that's kind of his function right here is he, he's you're you're expanding your rallying bubble right so you got that one got you got that unit over there that's only going to have rallying one well that's where this guy needs to be you know mm-hmm. that's that's kind of his function and uh like like Mark likes to run him you give him oh, the I, inspiring I lo- I love him yeah you give the inspiring talisman to him now he's inspiring and gives rallying you know and it's mm. it's just it's the way to go with this guy cuz he becomes a bsb that gives rallying man so and and he can fight if he gets punched you know if someone charges in he can actually stand up to it so
1: yeah You know, I I do tend to run more horde heavy, so I do have a lot of rallying on the table. And even with a lot of rallying on the table, I still have this guy in my army because that additional point of rallying that can run 12 inches to wherever I need it to can help so much in, in cases where I've got, you know, my main force doing something and then I've got a side force doing something else. Well, if I only have two hordes sitting next to each other, they're both only giving each other a plus one, drop this guy into the mix. Now everybody's getting a plus two. He's getting a plus two from the two hordes. The hordes are getting a plus one from the other horde and another plus one from him. And like Jeff said, you give him the inspiring talisman, and now they're all inspired too. So I've just taken two units and one character and bumped them up to being effectively surrounded by two other units so... theoretically three units as far as leadership goes and then still keeping them inspired it's he's he is a default include for me he's so good he's one of the first things I click in like I will buy a unit and then the next thing I'm doing is buying my enforcer with the the inspiring talisman he is awesome yeah exactly another,
2: another fun thing you can do with this guy since he's only 45 points is you can take the extra 15 points. Uh, for the flea bag, if you're taking like uh, you know some brutes and stuff like mm-hmm. that, you wanna if you're going,
1: if you're going you, fast, yeah, yeah,
2: you can give him a flea bag and um you can do that same uh, talisman of inspiring. But the other option you can you can really have fun with here is um, that uh, hand grenade is really really cool to use on this guy because you could just go over there. You're moving nine inches, you're individual, so you can go any which way you want. Uh, you can march on turn one if you really want to get out there and get your reach out there, and then you can start just going behind people's lines and chucking that hand grenade. And with his with his defense uh, four and being a 911, he's not he's not that you know that easy to kill. But he could be fun to run around, throw grenades and stuff, and really piss people off. Like that's a fun little <laughs> fun little thing for a cheap investment. Because that little grenade, man, that thing that thing will hurt if it hits four plus and then his. Bla- uh, bla- D6 Blast of Piercing 3, I think. Piercing 2 or 3, I think it's 3. Yep. But pretty nasty. Fun little combo.
1: So what do we get next?
2: Swarm Cryer for you, Mark.
1: Alright. So this is the Army BSB that we were talking about a second ago. Um, He is just like the Enforcer. Uh, He is 45 points. He has Melee 5. Defense 4. He only has one attack because he's too busy holding the army banner to, to actually focus on fighting. And he's got a nerve of an eight ten, So he is a little easier to kill. Um, the only, the only special rule he's got is inspiring an individual. Um, so he's, he's your inspiring guy again. You know, I'll, I'll take the enforcer over him any day of the week. As long as the enforcer has the inspiring talisman, I think mm-hmm. it's just a better buy. But in a pinch where you just need that one extra pip of uh, inspiring somewhere, 45 points is a pretty good little investment. So I, I like the Swarm Cryer. You can also mount him on the flea bag. Again, I only see you really needing to do that if you're gonna be babysitting fast stuff like the hack paws. Cause otherwise, you know, most of the stuff you can stay within six inches by marching twelve. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's my take on Swarm Cryer.
2: Cool. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, he's pretty straightforward. Um, everybody's got a everybody's got something that's like that in one of the lists. So, uh, next up is my my personal favorite is the assassin. Um, this guy is pretty cool. Uh, he's uh, speed six, uh, melee three, defense uh, is four with range three. So melee three and range three for those keeping track. Uh, Four attacks. 10-12 uh, breakpoint for 100 points. So if you're keeping him within range, he becomes a 12-14 for his nerve. Um, Here's the cool part. He's got crushing strength 1 and piercing 1 and stealthy. He has throwing weapons vanguard and vicious. So one thing that I think is pretty cool with this guy is to take the wings of the honey maze on him, and then he, he can vanguard 20 inches, and then he can charge. If you get turn one, you can charge anything you want and smack it for a pretty good, uh, pretty good hit. Because he's going to hit on threes. He's going to put down a wound because he's got. He hits on threes and does crushing strength and has a vicious. So he's going to put down at least a wound on any yeah. shooting unit you um, that, you, that you need to. Um, so you know, war machines are worried about this guy's your this guy's your jam. and, and if you're you're worried about getting shot, well, he's stealthy, and he's individual, so war machines really can't shoot him, so. Uh, That's fun with him. Uh, Otherwise, you could just stick him with the rest of the army, just kind of slink around until you need to use him. Because he's got um, four attacks with uh, throwing weapons, hitting on threes with them, and uh, with piercing one and vicious, so that's not so bad for 100 points. Mm Mm-mm
1: no it's not uh but you did kind of expose one of the points on him that that makes him harder to maintain is you were talking about his route being 10 12, 10, and you 12 go, well, yeah. well he he could be 12 14 yeah but he's got vanguard so what you, right. what you're really right. trying to do is get him out there and and start messing with the other opponent you know or the other the other army before they start messing with you. Well, when he's that far out, he's probably not going to be anywhere near rallying. And, mm-hmm. and that's that's part of his downfall. Yes, he's hard to shoot, but people are going to look at that and go, okay, well, he's hard to shoot, but he's not hard to magic or he's not hard to breath weapon. And if yeah. if they have that, that sort of stuff in range, he's a very easy 100 points to pick up. Uh, I, I still like him. I just don't use him
2: that that still has like part of the vanguard too right like vanguard doesn't necessarily mean you have to like charge it on up it it could also be just redeployment right so like True. you don't necessarily have to go forward so if someone counter deploys you like you it could that's another strategy that you can play it's like oh okay well i want him to put his breath weapon team over here so i'm going to first thing I'm going to deploy is this assassin because it really doesn't matter where you deploy him because you can just move him somewhere else for vanguard so you can actually force them to be like oh well, I gotta get that assassin with this breath weapon team or this magic caster or something like that and it's like oh cool I'll vanguard all the way the frick over here and you'll never touch him you know
1: that's yeah but I mean that's the thing is if if you really want him playing around in your opponent's backfield and, and causing havoc if you're keeping him back by your army to keep rallying, then he's not, no, he's yeah, not yeah, really yeah. doing that. I'm just saying for counter Otherwise, his sense. stats are fantastic. I mean, you just yeah. look at that and go, wow, <laughs> I really mm-hmm. want to throw this guy into like a, a war machine or something. Um, but yeah, it's just he just doesn't make the cut for me.
2: All right, Mark. This is the last unit, so we'll let you do it. Uh, All right. Demon Spawn, it's your it's yes, your sir. GM.
1: That, that is that is my jam. Uh, the Demon Spawn is a gigantic rat demon. has speed 6, melee 3, defense 5. He's got 13 attacks. I'll mm. Let that sink in. That's 13 attacks. He's got a nerve of 16-18. He's 290 points. He has an option for fly at another 50 points, which... You might as well take it. He's 340 points at that point, but he also has 13 freaking attacks that he hits on threes with. Um, He's got crushing strength three. So at the very worst, he's going to be wounding stuff on threes. Um, He's got inspiring. He has lightning bolt five, and he's got rallying two. This dude is a workhorse. Um, The fact that he's giving you both inspiring and rallying at the same time means he can take care of multiple units by himself. If you want to go a little more spread, you've got six inches on either side of him. You can take care of units up to six inches away and keep them in the game with his rallying too. It just He is fantastic. And then when it's time to jump him out, there's 13 attacks you can throw on the opponent. Um, I, I don't see many scenarios where you don't really need the flying just because it gives you a lot more mobility and it gives you the ability to kind of stand off some other flyers that may not be as hesitant if he's not there to kind of provoke them, um, you know because the rest of your army dies pretty easy, so most flyers are going to want to come in and get on you real fast. Uh, He is just fantastic. And on the chances where he hasn't marched um, and he's got line of sight to something 24 inches away because he's height 4, throw 5 lightning bolt at it. Just really, really spectacular unit. Probably the best monster in the game. Yeah,
2: it's hands down... I mean, it's, it's certainly certainly top three, no matter how you look at it. So,
1: I mean, I'm biased. I think he's the best, but well, that's that's,
2: me. that's situational. I think I don't. It's hard to say the best, right? Because you start rolling points into stuff, you have to take points into consideration as well.
1: So, I, I he could cost four hundred, and I would still think he's the best. He just does so much for the army. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I mean there's there's some other really good monsters, but I I, I agree. said I was he's, biased. I said I was biased. He's so. he's definitely very good. <laughs> I mean he I would say he's the most offensive powerhouse in the game, like for sure. I'm just saying like there's some cheap there's some like for his points he's just he he's really good, but his points are up there. So But it's not
1: even it's not even just offense. It's like he takes no, he, care he, of the army is inspiring and yeah. rallying. I mean he's yeah he can sit back the entire game and still have more impact than any other monster that sits back the whole game and does something else.
2: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. So let's see all in all, that that covers everything there. Uh, any, any other tips you want to go over? I think we covered a bunch of it, but
1: yeah. So, I mean, we, we talked a whole lot, um, about And I think we spent more time talking about the, the combat side of the army that we like. And on paper, it, it does look like a really good combat army. I, I think its only major flaw is that, for the most part, the defense is 4 or or worse. Um, you, you don't have anything that's defense 5 in the army except for the Rat Demon, which you can only have one of those because they're a living legend. Um, and the so, Doom Is the Doom Wheel 5? It might be. Yeah. I never take them, so... Uh, but yeah, so, you know, with your actual units, the things that you're going to be playing most of the games with, your stuff is going to die a lot faster than most other armies. So that's, that's kind of a nuance that you have to pick up on. Um, and I think that's what pushes most people who play the army into a more shooty role is, is that, well, yeah, the, the, some of them are glass cannons. They do a lot of damage, but they take a lot of damage too and so you know while we kind of talked up a lot of the perks and a lot of the attractiveness of the combat side usually when you're getting into combat you're getting countercharged and when you get countercharged you die easier especially if you got lower defense and a lot of these guys do um i think you'll you'll see a, a majority of people playing this army towards the ranged or at least heavier towards range than than you would think most of the combat would look like on paper
2: yeah that's certainly what we've seen so far though i don't think that yeah uh, i don't think there's any problem with running a combat army i just think people favor the range one because you can point and click so well yeah all in all i think it's pretty good um anything else you guys want to cover tonight because i know we got other episodes coming up here shortly but
1: yeah we got to do bayou in like two or three weeks
2: yeah, we'll be doing the Bayou matchups. Um, uh, for anybody that cares to listen to it, we'll be having uh we having all the round one matchups. Um, that we'll be going over for Bayou, and we've got uh, Lady the Lake coming up in two weeks. So we'll probably we'll probably cover uh cover that after we get back real quick, and then we'll start uh talking about uh, Bayou stuff.
1: Yeah, and I've got Slobberknocker next week too. So I'm doing back to back, and then we get a week off, and then we go to Bayou. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty packed with tournaments.
3: Yeah, it's gonna be it's crazy. A good problem to have. Yeah,
1: that's good. I, I yeah. love it. It's a good time of year.
2: Then not too, not not too far in the distant future, Alamo. It's on the radar. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah man, I can't believe you've you've got a lot of people signed up. A lot more than I was kind of expecting after. Uh, after seeing some of the more regional numbers but that's good i'm I'm glad
3: i'm thrilled we're sitting at i want to say 44 right now yeah and, and i haven't even signed up yet <laughs> yeah there are a lot of names i'm expecting that aren't on there yet yep mark cox it's a good hey, place to
1: be man I'm, I'm doing the to trick where you help your your buddy out and you wait until they say okay we need to show like a bump. Okay, cool. Well, three or four guys go and sign up, and now all of a sudden I went from having 40 signed up to having, you know, 48 signed up. Looks a little better. Um, so yeah, man, I'll, I'll you know I'm signing up. I'll just mm-hmm. I'll sign up whenever you tell me to. Okay. Sign up?
2: <laughs> cool. Alright, guys. Well, uh, we'll probably have another uh, we'll probably have another uh, poll that goes up on twitter in like a month or so for people that want to hear another army breakdown um probably get to a little bit more in depth into some of the other armies it's just we're we're literally painting while we're going over this stuff so uh, mm-hmm. and it's and it's midnight so <laughs>
3: some of us have been up painting nights before or the yeah. night before
2: yeah, so we just wanted to make sure we got it out in time so people could have something to listen to while they were painting. So, all right, guys, I'll uh, talk to you later.
1: Bottoms up. Cool. See y'all later.
2: And you can continue following us on Twitter at HumbleJeff13 for Jeff,
3: at Beerwog for Ryan, or my blog at TheBeerwog.blogspot.com,
1: at Cap. AMR05 for Mark at the Beer Phase, all one word, for the entire podcast. Or if you have to contact us by email, you know, if you want to say something for a long period of time, you can contact us at thebeerphase at gmail.com.